We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Eurostep podcast network and the Blue Wire podcast network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, joined as always by the radiant Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going on this Monday morning? Uh, doing well, doing well for a Monday morning as we record this. Uh, you know, it's we're in the we're in the full swing of basketball season, Ty. We're we're getting into a routine here. Like we've we've been doing, we've been consistent yeah. Mondays. Yeah, we've been consistent, and we're going to try our best to keep that consistency. But uh, doing well, happy to be here. Yeah, Buck season has truly began. Begun. Excuse me. Monday morning. People understand because I've left a loss, just feeling absolutely befuddled and disgusted. Buck Sixers was one of the worst basketball games it's not really but it felt like one of the worst basketball games um right after a fun plucky win against the Cavs earlier last week but the uh the Sixers loss was rough but we're gonna get into just generally you know I guess for for an 11 and 4 team which is good right 11 and 4 <laughs> that, that was funny 4 11, 4 and 11 and 4 yeah, yeah. Four one one four Milwaukee connection. Ooh, nah, I'm a, I'm a two six two Ty. Oh, eh, oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm a four one. I'm like I'm I uh, am a four one four, but technically I'm a two six. Any anyone still listening? Thanks for hanging in there through that. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I live in Oshkosh now, but I still have a four one four number. So, oh, did I just give myself away now? I mean, I did. Too. Now it's, I, well, now people are we're, we're, folks are only. 10 to the 7th power guesses away from finding our phone numbers now. So that's pretty risky. Anyway, for 4 and 11 and 4 start, Jesus, we're off the rails. There's a little bit of doom and gloom about the Bucks. I think a lot of it makes sense, the injuries. Like, it's just, it's been a bummer to not see Chris and Pat and to watch Drew and Giannis, among other players, also miss some time early. And just a really uneven, like literally uneven Giannis start. So, 
where should we start out of those two things and just get into like, I guess the negatives that have gone along with, you know, a whole lot of winning, thankfully, so far this season? Um, It feels wrong to start with negatives of Giannis when we struggle to talk about good things. So let's talk about injuries first. So... Even though, like you mentioned, we've seen Drew out, we've seen Giannis out, uh, we've seen uh, Chris is still out. Pat is maybe coming back? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've i been checking injury reports when I remember the nights before a game, and the only three players on the Bucks' current injury report all listed as out, unfortunately. So Chris's out continues. But Chris, Wes Matthews with the hamstring issue, and of course Joe Ingles, who's going to be on there for several more months or at least a couple more months yeah maybe so, maybe only like a month and a half ish maybe we'll see I, I i'm just gonna add a month on to everybody at this point after what we've seen so far this season but pat Connaughton not listed bud didn't uh, bud's quote about pat i don't know if you saw this was ridiculously confusing i'll pull it up i have no idea what this means but go ahead and talk about uh pat potentially returning well i mean this is something we've talked about on previous episodes where it's like consistent great wing play is something that the Bucks have been like yearning for like in in terms of this season like if you you've gone through the we've gone through the list of wings it's like with Jordan Wara you're getting some scoring but you're not getting anything else with Marjan you're getting uh defense but you're getting like inconsistencies on the offensive end and you're getting obviously rookie mistakes uh you just you're going down the line with TA you're getting TA things like with Mamu, you're getting not nothing because you're not playing him. <laughs> yeah, um, I will say very quickly, a couple of good games from Jordan War. Yeah, just a couple. They have been, but the Cavs game was by far, I won't even say career, the best game of his life so far. I mean, he was great in that. I mean, defensive stands like stripping the ball under the basket and starting fast breaks, passing, making his knockdown shots, like. Really impressive. I thought he was fine against Philly too. He wasn't. He wasn't as good. I wouldn't expect him to be as good. But I was like, okay, Jordan War. I think maybe feeling a little heat from Marjan. I don't know. I don't know where this was. You know, there was a lot of reasons to feel pressed for rotation time the last two years as well, and we haven't seen anything like that. But good for him. Here's the Pat quote. So this is Eric Name tweets: Ask Budenholzer if he thought Conadin would be able to play tomorrow. This was shared on Sunday. Budenholzer's response. Yeah, we'll see how he feels after today. He actually did on the off day. He had a pretty big day yesterday. So if he's going to play tomorrow, he couldn't do what he did yesterday and then have another one today and then expect to play tomorrow. So I think we'll see how he feels in the morning. And I think confident to say he's getting close. What? If he's going to play tomorrow, he couldn't do what he did yesterday and then have another one today and then expect to play tomorrow. I, I, I have absolutely no idea. I have no idea, folks. And I saw, I saw, I love Twitter because, of course, there's like a bunch of Bucks fans who are like, this means he's not playing. If you have, if you think you definitively know what that means, shouts yeah, to you. Like, I know because you're smarter than me. Can you write a Mike Budenholzer translation guide for us if you know for sure what this means? I mean, my guess was it's like, he he's almost is he working too much? Is he putting in too much work to play? I don't understand. That doesn't make sense. I feel like I don't know. That is one of the most befuddling bud quotes of all time. Yeah, it, it it's just 
Yeah, wow. I hadn't seen that one. <laughs> if he's going to play tomorrow, he couldn't do what he did yesterday and then have another one today and then expect to play tomorrow. I, I that, that it's really on brand though. Yeah, it is. I love that it starts with yeah. I feel like there should have been a no after that too. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I'm honestly a little disappointed in that. Let me pull up the Chris one too, because we also have an extended quote on Chris. Uh they asked him. Uh, what can you say about his physical activity? It's been a few weeks since he ran with the herd. Bud, he's been making progress, probably steady and slow. Today was another good day. We'll just continue to see how he feels tomorrow. Hopefully, he can be doing a little bit more each day. When he's ready, it's just one of those things where you don't ever want to rush somebody back. Chris is a hard worker. The medical group is amazing. Together, they'll let us know when he's ready. He's anxious to be back and play and be out there with us. And then they asked him, we know we have a pretty good idea of the ramp up from a lower body, but is it different for a wrist injury, basically? And then Bud goes, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things that go into being back and ready to play, too. I cert I think it is certainly is the wrist, but it's everything. You got to be completely healthy and conditioning and shape and all those things. And so the wrist is part of it, but I don't think it's... And yes, it is different with lower body stuff, but you always got to get to that point where you're at, ready to actually play in a game. And it's hard when you didn't have a summer, you didn't have the training camp, all those things. So, you know, he's pushing it. I mean, that's somewhat that's more fair. insightful. Yeah. I mean, basically, to condense what he's saying, he's saying we're going to take it easy. Yeah. And maybe Chris is, you know, getting uh, getting in the game shape a little bit. Yeah. Like you're you're getting that conditioning right. I mean, we saw him. He was he did participate he was, in some practice. He was shooting. Yeah. Which you and, think uh, if if the wrist if the wrist was like far off, I don't know how much shooting we would see. So I did feel like that was a moderately good sign that that we're there. I never understand. And you you maybe you can shed some insight on this. And it's not like I, I disagree, but it's always funny. Like I saw Joe Ingles run down the line, put up a three, and then run back. And I was like, how are we three, two, three months away? I saw him do the thing. He did it. He could do it. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're right. You're right. You like it. You're physically able to do the thing, but it's about getting the, yeah. the repetition down. Yeah. It's about, it's a, it, like, especially with Joe Ingles, it's about comfort in that. Yeah. Like, cause you, you've gone so long without being able to do that. You have to be able to trust your own body again. You have to get back into game shape again. It's it's it's, it's a lot about trusting yourself. He did do the thing, Ty. You're right. He did do the thing. Obviously, uh, the other part is too in the NBA environment on both ends. It's a little bit more physically demanding than running down an open court and taking an open shot and then jogging back. So I don't know if that's all that Joe Ingles does. That's why. <laughs> well, hopefully, a little bit on defense, at least a yeah, little bit. We'll see. Yeah, but uh, hopefully, we're getting Pat Compton back. Yeah, well, yeah. Like I already, I already said what Pat means. Like consistent wing play. Do you have anything else to add? I mean, I think consistent shot making. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's really a twofer between consistent wing play and the the spacing, and not just spacing, but shooting that they desperately need. I mean, we've seen like against the Cavs, they shot pretty well. I don't remember Philly because I was just so mad the whole game. But you know, they've had some games where they shot well, but they've also had some games where they shot horribly. And as we've monitored, the Bucks' true shooting percentage this season has been bottom 10 all year. I'll pull it up now, but I'm pretty comfortable it's still bottom 10. So I think Pat helps with that. And just like more consistent all-around players, which is what you get from him, right? Like 
you know, there's not that many solid two-way offense defense guys who are regularly playing. I mean, Bochamp has had some great moments. He's also had multiple like one or oh for six or seven games from the field. Like the, there's an inconsistency there. Obviously, there's that with Wara as well. You know, Wes Matthews, when he was playing, is not scoring a whole lot, right? George Hill, same. So just having someone who you can trust on defense like they do with Hill and Wes and probably Bochamp as well. Uh, but also you can trust to be a factor on offense every single night and guard some of these wing players. I think it's a huge deal if he can play. and I think it'll help them look a lot more organized on both ends having Pat out there. Yeah, and plus he's got so much chemistry with the big with the the main players. Like you could just throw him in with Giannis and Drew and Chris, and you'll like not Chris yet, obviously, but like Giannis, Drew, Brooke, and it's like, yeah, they these guys know how to play together. Like they they've been playing together for Ooh. years now. The Bucks true shooting percentage is down to twenty eighth in the NBA. Oof. The Charlotte Hornets and Detroit Pistons are the only teams shooting worse, according to true shooting percentage. Bucks are right below the Houston Rockets and New York Knicks. That is not ideal, Ty. No. Um, The the four teams in the bottom four in true shooting, four wins, three wins, three wins, and then Milwaukee's 11 wins. Thankfully, they're still first in defensive rating. By a mile. It's not a mile anymore. I think the last two games brought it down. They're 1.3 ahead of... Now it's the Clippers who are second. And 1.3 is only the difference between not even second and third. So the Clippers really have have gotten in the mix there. But they are still first by a pretty healthy margin. Yeah. And Zubats, he's going to be challenging Brooke for DPOI. He better not. He's really good, man. I, I like Zubats. But no, I, 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 I want Brooke to win. Yeah, whatever. Well, it's I, still early. Oh, yeah, I won't get cagey about awards yet. Do, are you concerned that the injury bug has just bit and latched on and that they won't be able to get healthy? Or where are you at in total with Bucks injuries? I think I think this is a Bucks thing in the sense that if someone's injured, they're going to let a lot of other people, you know, miss time, get well, early season bugaboos, stuff like that, work through it. Uh, Ty's dying after sneezing. Oh, man, uh, that was a tough <laughs> sneeze. I forget we're on YouTube. I forgot I have to – I got to hold it together audioly? Audily? Audily, yeah. No, that, that can't be. That can't be a word. I Visually Aud- is the other one. Auditory? No. Sonically? I don't. I got to hold it together sonically. Sonically? <laughs> it sounds different. It sounds like a sonic feature. Uh, whatever. Someone will tell us. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But, um, yeah, you're, you're getting, like, it's it's basically like, yeah, sure, let's let's take the, take the regular season slow here. Make sure everyone gets well. And then once, basically, they're saying once, if we have everyone, you're like, at some point, we'll, we'll be fine. Realistically, I think that's what they're going with. Again, that's how that, that's I believe that that that's their approach. I pretty much still feel that way, but I am seeing more people be more concerned that they're, they're just not. Is Chris going to get surgery? Is Pat going to need a surgery? I think people are scarred from Brooke last year, understandably so. 
I'm not. I mean, it's obviously it's unfortunate delays with both. And Chris it's a, it's is a, the big it's one. It's a delay, but it's not a dismay. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's, there's a little dismay involved too. I mean, remember we heard around the start of the year for Chris. And it's yeah. about to be, he's probably not playing before Thanksgiving. I mean, it'd be one more. He's already out for Monday night's game. He could play Wednesday against the Bulls. If not, he's not playing until at least Black Friday. So at this point, it's like hopefully before Christmas, like right early December. And it, things yeah. change quick. I mean, Pat Pat was probable, then out, then out, then off the injury report. So I think the Bucks are, you know, maybe, I don't know. It's just weird. It's been another weird year with injuries. But I'm not, I'm not right. I've seen people like, they're, it's over. They're not going to be healthy all year. I just think that's ridiculous. I think it's easy to forget how long the damn season is. Like, it's November. We're 15 games out of 82 games in. And thankfully, they're still second in the East and have one of the best records in the league because they, you know, had a pretty cupcake schedule and took advantage. But And they beat some good teams as well. Um, but, you know, there's so much time. And if they do get healthy in December and stay relatively healthy from there, that's totally fine. And certainly after watching last playoffs, you'd much rather have the injury stuff at the beginning than at the end, which is what they dealt with last year. So we'll see. I mean, there's still – there's always, unfortunately, the chance that there's more injuries. But I do think, you know, it's easy to spiral in the moment. But I think if you take a step back, it's like, okay, Chris needs an extra four weeks. It doesn't matter. It really does not matter. Like we know this team is not that concerned with the one seed. It would be nice if them and Boston both got top two to push that back to the ECF. We'll see about that. But it's more about getting there healthy. And I think they're really trying to do that. Yeah, I, I echo that uh, that viewpoint. It's it's just all about like we thought maybe this team would care about the regular season a little bit. They don't. I mean, I think that the, the, they're still going to win a lot because the players. Yeah, do. They're, they're still they're still going to win a but, lot of games. But organizationally, but, yeah. they're not. They're not. They'll never push someone to come back. I don't think. No, no, and they're, they're not going to go for like a seventy win team or something. No, never. This team's never going to do that. Maybe you know, year six, Javon. Year two, Marjan. I mean, the pieces might be. We'll see. We'll see about it. LeBron is LeBron going to be here? We talked about that last time. We did. We'll see. Who knows. Um, and we don't have any info, I think, on Wes Matthews' injury, which is unfortunate. Uh, hamstring, which is always a, a, a dangerous one, especially for an older player. I think just TBD. Let me loop in quickly. I mentioned to you we might do this later. I think the the fervor pitch, fever pitch, the fervor, fervor and fever pitch meaning the same thing is a little a little unnecessary, I think, English language. But the English language is so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you got me there. The Bucks and Jay Crowder, though, I've seen a lot of like, is he a PJ replacement? Is he this? Is he that? What would the point be? One, I'm I'm largely pro the move. I don't think we have to dive too deep into it at this point, depending on the cost. Um, obviously, if they trade him, we'll dive super deep into it with an exciting you know reaction pod. I think he's Wes Insurance though, and I think Wes. I wasn't that concerned about the slow shooting to start the year, but it's never great. And even like red hot West Matthews is probably like we're talking seven point per game stretches, right? Like it's not crazy scoring. 
even when he shoots poorly, Crowder is like a 10, 11 point per game player. There's just more offense there. The defense probably not as good, but he is a good big bodied wing defender. Um, and I, I think that I think that's got a lot to do with it of saying, hey, let's just load up on let's load up on guys to beat Boston because they are, I think, the obvious looming threat and they should be. And let's make sure that whether Wes is ready to go or not, we've got someone besides Drew that we trust to guard the Jays. So, you know, I don't I don't think those two things are are not related. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it does. It is looking like Jake, like Jay Crowder potentially would be Wes Matthews insurance. It's. um. Hey, I will say this. If we if the Bucks trade for Jay Crowder, we get to say boss man nine nine a lot. And that's Come just gonna be in. great. Marquette's Come own boss man nine nine. I'm on that's board, the only way on board, New Mark's on board. That's the that's the only way we refer to him. It's like the opposite of number thirty seven. Yeah, it's like, well hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> if things go bad and I have to call him like employee man nine nine. <laughs> Now there's anything wrong with labor. Don't come get me, uh, socialist Twitter. But uh, or, I, whatever, I'm not going to dive into the terms. Um, I, I'm on. I'm on your side. Trust me. Yeah, but Jay Crowder, like it. It's seemingly a lot of reports are saying that he's been linked to Milwaukee. Yeah, it's, the chatter, uh, the buzz is there. Yeah, the buzz the, is uh, that it's got to be a three teamer, though. I don't think Phoenix is that interested in in Grayson. Yeah, the Houston one where you, uh, they get uh, Eric Gordon. Phoenix gets Eric Gordon. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. They send out Sarich to – it could even be like four. I, I could see this becoming a big messy trade where like salary moves and picks oh move my God. all over. I forgot Sarich. Is, I think – no, this is a complete tangent. Yeah. I th- I had a dream that Dario Sarich got traded somewhere. Wow, that's and a, I just assumed, such an unexciting dream, dude. I just – I assumed it was true. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't. Who did I dream came to the Bucks? Stoskis? Oh, yeah, Nick Stoskis. And who was actually on the Bucks? I don't remember. A different. Oh, I don't remember now either. Or was it time. TJ McConnell? No, it wasn't TJ. That's no, it, it was, was two. It was Hazonia. Yes, it was. One, no, it was I, think, I think Stoss was on the Bucks yes. training camp and, and, and Hazonia then you wasn't. Yes. Yeah, yes. That, that was it. That was it. Uh, but yeah, I guess Sarich is actually still on the Suns. <laughs> you know, you're a sicko if you have dreams about like relatively unimportant NBA players who aren't even on your team. Yeah, that's nasty <laughs> business. It is. I'm just I'm having a crisis right now. Yeah, but it's uh yeah that would make sense from a Phoenix perspective, from a Bucks perspective, probably from a Houston perspective too. Their fans, I, I'm seeing this now. They're like, please trade EG. He's like just sad there. And they're like, he's done so much. Everyone else has gotten to go. Like, can we just trade him? His salary makes it tough. And that's why I've seen people go, I'd much rather the Bucks just get on the Eric Gordon part. You can trade Grayson for Crowder or like Grayson and Hill or something. Grayson is eight and a half million. Crowder is like 10 and a half million. Eric Gordon's 19 million. That's why Sarich yeah. has to be included. Sarich is basically equal to Grayson's salary. So it's just really... It's not feasible. You could wait till January. I think January 15th is the war a day and try. I still don't know if it's enough, but you could try to bundle like Grayson Hill, Wara and like Wesley Matthews. But at that point, like you're really just tearing your team apart. And quite frankly, I'm not that fond of Eric Gordon. I could do without. I would rather have Crowder, to be quite honest. I mean, same. 
Yeah. But from a Bucks perspective, yeah. I could yeah. see from a Phoenix perspective why they would like Eric Gordon. Yeah. I think he makes more sense for them. That's fair. I mean, like, if you're Phoenix, would you want Jay Crowder to actually come and show up? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that would kidding. help their team a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I could see the I could see the allure for Eric Gordon. Yeah. I I I think the rush the the rush on the Bucks part to make a deal because it does sound like they they've been talking and working out constructs for a is, little bit now. Yeah, is a to make sure you know somebody else doesn't get him right, and b I do wonder our team's thinking about like do we need to get this done? If what if he shows up? I mean, Cam Johnson's going to be out for like a month. Like, what if he decides I will go start on a contender after all, which he won't do anywhere else. Maybe they do give him an extension. They still could. He's an expiring contract they could give him the extension he wants at literally any time so it's kind of a, a dual clocks ticking thing unless phoenix is just like no we're good i d- i also think phoenix is in the financially they're not going to take on any more long-term money yeah that's a good point because that's usually what happens when you're trying to sell a team which is so stupid imagine it, no uh, it doesn't and i i don't support it but no I'm i know that's, that's what happens but just imagine you're a billionaire and you're like oh i'm gonna buy the phoenix suns wait a minute jay crowder we owe jay crowder nine million is that gonna put us over are we gonna be belly up if we have to pay jay crowder no just trade him like it's so dumb it's so it's, dumb. it's more like it's more like you can shape the team in your own vision sort of you still can yeah jay crowder, just trade him that's how the league works that's how team building works let me talk to any billionaire for a, a low one-time fee of $10,000, and I will outline the way this works and why, realistically, it does not matter if you have Jay Crowder making $9 million or not. It is, it's, you, can, you can make the roster in your own shape better with role pl- good role players under contract. You really can. But, Ty, you got to up your fee, man. Ten k to a billion? Well, you know, there's, that, that's not counting expenses and, you know, there's, that, there's you know, let's... Let's let's keep it quiet now. We can talk the details later on, but I think we have to get to the uncomfortable Giannis conversation. Ten thousand dollars, by the way, is point zero one percent of the billion dollars. So let's make it point point zero two percent. Let's make it twenty. Yeah, might as well be thirty at that point. Yeah, I mean fifty. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Giannis, let's uh, no more put. Yeah, this is the. I'm, I'm trying to delay the inevitable time. All right, so first I want to get this out of the way because I think there are going to be some people, some some Zoom freak lickers, which is the most admirable kind of shoe to lick. It's a bootlicker joke, Rohan. Okay. You seem confused. <laughs> um, if you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's been much worse. It's actually kind of conveniently for pulling the stats. The month changing. In October, Giannis looked like the MVP candidate. In November, by Giannis standards, he's been quite bad. Here are some stats to back this up. In October, Giannis shot below 50% from the field zero times. In November, Giannis has shot above 50% from the field zero times. It's literally entirely flipped. And when you go to look at the whole stat line, in November, Giannis is averaging 25 points. Yeah, pretty good. You know, not that good for Giannis, but that's 25 points in the league. Shooting 41% from the field, that's stinky. He has not shot below 50% from the field in a full season since his second year in the league. 15% from three, still taking him, making him even less. 54% from free throw with two straight games below 40% on more than 10 attempts, which is, again, very stinky. 11 rebounds, good. 5.5 assists, good. 4.2 turnovers, up basically one turnover over the first month. Or not the first 30 days worth, but the October portion of the season. Uh, 1.5 steals, 0.7 blocks. In October, oh, the last step. Plus minus of zero. The Bucks have just treaded water in Giannis's minutes. You look at October, 33.8 points per game on 59% from the field, 28% from three. Okay, still not great, but almost double the putrid number he's putting up in November. 63% from free throw. Again, not ideal, but better than 54%. Uh, nearly 13 rebounds, 5.2 assists, 3.3 turnovers, plus minus a plus nine and a half. So the Bucs basically went from destroying teams in Giannis's minutes, which we're used to, to like, yeah, well, they're fine. They're fine when Giannis plays. And I think, what was it, the Cavs game was it was one of the games? And I think also the Sixers game. They played better when he wasn't out there because he was trying to do way too much. The shots aren't falling. He's trying to rampage through good interior defenses against Cleveland and Philly. It's just, it's been quite bad these last, let me give the actual number for you. These last six games. And there's been some time missed knee soreness in there. People are speculating that may be part of it. Although the first two of those games is before the first game he actually sat. It's not been good though. And I think getting some of these guys back will help. But I also think Giannis just has to be much better than this. And it is 
certainly a little concerning to see him go on a slide this long. Yeah, I think I think what you just said is a fair point. Like once guys get healthier, that'll be good. Like he he was doing a lot of this. No Drew, no Chris. Obviously no Chris, but Drew came back off the bench for the Philly game. Uh and wasn't great. But um no pad, obviously. Like he he hasn't had a lot of guys around him step up. I mean, like when you have like future Hall of Famer Javon Carter there, I mean that helps. But um Whew. Oh, I, I forgot the most important stat. Buck oh, stock yeah. market. Yeah. Giannis IPO at 34, gets up to 38 by game seven, is now all the way down to 33. So below where he started. And again, it's literally the first half, it's either green or white. The second half of his games, it's either red or white. So it has been a tale of two months for Giannis so far. Yeah, it's just been uh, it's been tough. Follow at Eurostep Podcast on Twitter, by the way, uh, for all the Buck stock market updates, or just check gspn.info. There's a link right there. Um, Boom. It's uh, it's tough to see, Ty. It's tough to see. Like obviously, like I just qualified it. There's there hasn't been a, there's been a lot of injuries. We have to take that into consideration. It's also early season, Giannis. He had a busy summer. I don't know what's happening. Realistically, I feel like a lot of this could easily be mitigated by his free throws. Like that would help a lot because he's just leaving points on the table. Yes. Like I, that, that would that would bring all of his stats up. His I, plus I, minus would increase. His points per game would increase. Just any anything you're concerned about, his true shooting would increase. Like anything yeah. you're concerned about, that the free throws would mitigate that concern. I will go farther. It's the whole shot. The whole jump shot. I mean, he was like – I'm trying to remember some of the players. Like I think he shot better from midi range last year than Zach Levine did in the regular season. Like it was like 40-plus percent on relatively high volume, which is like – it was an important thing for Giannis to be able to make those shots from the mid-range area, you know, the not not needing to get all the way to the paint every possession, being able to rise up and knock down those. And he did, to his credit, early against Philly was his best – mid-range jumper game of the year he was knocking him down from all over that fell apart as the free throws fell apart but it's really his shot as a whole and obviously again the threes this season have been quite bad especially over the last six games of Giannis here but yeah it's just like it's pretty concerning how badly his shot has fallen apart especially after in Eurobasket, it looked great. And he, I think he shot 70 plus percent from the line over there in a raucous environment, playing just as hard as he plays in the US, you know, with just as much of a burden on his shoulders. I don't know what changed. I think it's unconfirmed if Lethal Shooter did actually work out with Giannis or not. If he did, I would like him banned from the state of Wisconsin. Bobby Portis's jumper looks like shit too. Like, what are we doing? Get everyone to the Noah. I am sick of this guy putting nails on the rim and having guys shoot in the deck of the sunken Titanic. Just just get the launch angle. I read the story about Brooke Lopez's shot form. Eric named it a tremendous job. Data-based made so much sense. Let's look at different configurations of your feet and make sure that, you know, that's getting you a good launch angle. And then I see Bobby Portis like trying to shoot a flaming basketball it's let's 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 not let's not so i don't know if Giannis 
had to go to low Earth orbit to shoot a ball through a triangle hoop or what? And if you don't, if you're not aware, like 85% of the things I'm saying are actually things we've seen Lethal Shooter do on Instagram. I don't know. I don't know if he's actually involved with Giannis, but whatever Giannis did between Eurobasket and last year and now is not ideal. Or maybe he's just in a really weird, inexplicable slump. I'm not sure, but it's not ideal. I mean, have we noticed any of the shot mechanics really changing? I haven't too much. I, I haven't on the jumper just because he hasn't shot him. I, I think there's been more variance in all of his shots, though. The Discord yeah. is convinced he leans back too much on free throws. Oh, he definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 kind of obvious. Yeah, uh, he's been he's been airballing a lot of free throws. Not even close. Like really bad misses in these, especially the last two games. Where again, he it's, is. Let me let me pull up the actual number. It's like he is. Uh, he's four for eleven in against Cleveland and four for fifteen. Eight against for twenty six. Yeah, that's like and bad. He started out the year forty percent, but it was only two for five, so it's only three missed free throws. He had not shot – he shot below 60% twice total, but both above 50% before this last stretch of two games. So it's the worst free throw shooting we've seen from Giannis in years. I mean, it's 30.8% over the last yeah. two games, which is ridiculously bad. It's it's just – it's so, like, incomprehensibly bad. Yeah, I mean, leaving 11 points on the table in a Philly game where you lose by eight is pretty, pretty rough. Also a game where you had four assists to five turnovers. Yeah. And like, sure, you can cobble the assist down to maybe other other teammates are making shots. I wouldn't win that game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He wasn't passing. He and Drew tried to take that game over and it was hideous. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, the free throw thing is just, it's very concerning to me, but like we said, maybe this is just a really, really bad two game slump. Yeah. I mean that, that, my main takeaway, uh, for Giannis, all things Giannis. And I I tweeted this the night of the, I was like tweeting through my feelings Saturday night. Um, a lot different than the way I used to do that. I will leave that one alone, but I'll always give benefit. I'll always give Giannis the benefit of the doubt, like forever, like infinitely. Like he'll, I just after what we've seen. So, him do, did someone make that their Twitter bio? I'm yeah, sure. somebody did, and they added me in it too. Uh, I think John, John B something. Sorry, John, but yeah, thanks for doing that. But yeah, it's like I'll give Giannis the benefit of the doubt forever. The things we've seen him overcome, you know, seventeen for nineteen in Game Six. You know, I'm sure there's people who've been yelling at the the speakers or the screen during this whole part of the pod, like, shut up, he's Giannis, he's great. We agree, but we also agree, like, he has to be held to his standard. I think he would agree with that as well. Um, yeah, I'm not I, – I, it's concerning. I think he'll figure it out because he always does. I think taking a game off maybe would help him, but it just seems like he's not going to. We'll see if, if that changes or not at some point. He's not on in the injury report, like we mentioned, for, for Portland. Um, but, yeah, I just think he's got to – He's got to reapproach. He's got to redo his approach to the games because I thought this Philly one was one of the most selfish Giannis games I've seen. And role players were playing pretty well. Like guys were knocking down some shots. The ball really moved well at points in that game, and that's how the Bucks had a lead at, at halftime. And then Giannis was just pressing so hard in the second half, and it was bad. And I think it, it was like building bad on bad. The frustration built. We have to talk about 
the dumbest fucking story of all time, at least briefly. Laddergate, Montrez Harrell. Why? Why? Like, I hate that it has a name. Laddergate. NBA Reddit. NBA Reddit was all over Laddergate. He he tossed a ladder. It fell. No one died, contrary to to some reports. People who are very weirdly upset about Giannis's perception as a good guy. Spoiler alert, because Giannis is a good guy, but I digress, are like licking their chops like an evil cartoon cat with a fork and knife over the opportunity to besmirch Giannis's name. And other people are logging on to dispute ladder physics or whatever. I think this is simple. Giannis was very frustrated. Montrez Harrell is very annoying. He wanted to shoot. They made it difficult. He got mad, lost his composure, tossed the big ladder. It fell. That's that. I just, it's not a story to me. It's not a story, especially when you have like, there's like, if, if you want to talk guys shooting in opposing arenas, Joel Embiid does it all the time. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's all very, and it was compounded because this was, it was like a Philly season ticket event. So they all get to go shoot a free throw or something after the game. So that's why there were so many videos of this because there was a bunch of Sixers fans who were there like just watching basically. Yeah, and then you have Trez uh, like threatening TA too. That's a silly thing to do. You you that is what like sure Trez, I know I know you have a reputation. Go after anyone else. Yeah. Literally anyone else. There's, there's <laughs> like, going to be three Atetokounmpo's, two Kalidzakis's, like there's going to be a lot of brothers showing up soon. Like you got to be careful threatening TA. Yeah, TA, TA is going to absolutely beat your ass, Montrez. I, like, I, I was asking Eugene about this. I was like, can we get a translation? Eugene Horstutoglu, who wrote a great article last week before the Philly game about um, some of the pros and cons of the start. Injuries were on there. Giannis was not. He probably would be if he wrote the piece after that game. But check that out on the GSPN Substack. Uh, but I was like, can we get a translation if there's a video of some of the wild stuff that TA certainly said? And Eugene goes, actually, I already watched the video. Eugene, all over the TA beat. He wasn't going to miss that. Goes, he was actually quite calm. I was like, I think that's scarier. I think that's worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's that's yeah. infinitely worse. If, you, if you're, if you like, threatening a guy and the guy is calm, you know you're about to get beat. Yeah. Like, because that guy knows what he's doing. Absolutely knows what he's doing. Did like, you see? TA, TA is one, like, sure, he's, a, he's an amazing player, future Hall of Famer. But like he has another distinct role on this team that him and Bobby Portis share, yeah. and that is enforcer. Yeah. Did you see? Um, did you see Trill Withers' tweet about over no, the first I did video? Not. No, I did <laughs> it's, not. it was very simple, and I think people thought I was being sarcastic when I said like this is like it's so funny to put it this way, but I was not being sarcastic. The NASA is never far away. Period. Just in case. <laughs> it's thousand percent true. It I'm, is like I'm looking, he's gonna he's gonna go to bat for his brother, man. I'm, I'm looking through now all of his tweets with um about with the word Thanasis, and somebody for whatever reason asked him about Giannis. Do you think he's had his first black and mild yet? And Trill goes, Thanasis' only job is to make sure this never happens. Yeah. <laughs> There's also one that says Bezos might give Giannis a small country to hoop in Phoenix. And Trill says, new CFO of Amazon, Thanasis Atetokounmpo. <laughs> I love, I love Trill with his I know. Imagine uh, the positivity. He was, a, he was a guest on Time Out with Ty. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully on the Eurostep someday. Yeah. 
Uh, that's a that's a throwback. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Laddergate is fucking ridiculous. It's dumb. Like, dumb. It's so dumb. It's it's like sure you you if you're taking the opportunity, like if you're waiting in the wings to go have an opportunity to slander someone, go like do something else. Like yeah. literally anything else because you have too much time on your hands. I don't know if you have a job or not. I know the job market is a little it, it can be a little tenuous, but try. You know, yeah. throw yeah. out some applications. Try it. Yeah. Do something else with your life. Sadly, no, these people are probably watching the Kyrie movie. That's probably what they're doing in their spare time. Oh, my God. Unfortunately. Oh, my God. Jalen Brown. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not been quiet about his thoughts with Kyrie. He's louder louder than Kyrie at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas deactivated his account. He should have gotten that surgery. Old old Isaiah Thomas. Oh, oh, I thought you meant the little one. No, no, old Isaiah Thomas. I, I he, do, he was supporting that as well. I do love that. I, I don't love that. I'm not, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say, I do love the contrast between Jalen Brown and like these annoying pseudo woke stances. And then the other Jay, Jason Tatum, is like, dude, tacos are sick. <laughs> like, I, I would love to see what their like their day to day combos are like. Jalen's like, it's really wrong what they're doing to Kyrie. And Jason Tatum's like, Deuce had his first enchilada yesterday. Yeah. It's like this This is maybe infinitely more of a Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like Jason Tatum is, is not Giannis level, but it's not fun. But he's, he's, so, he's so unproblematic. Yeah. I feel like he's literally just like, I, I like to hoop and then my kid and we play basketball together and then we yeah, make my kid, tacos. My kid's adorable. We make yeah. wholesome content. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he has, it's, it's, it's up there with like the ideal lives at this point. Yeah. Plus he's, really good at basketball <laughs> did, did, was it was his it was his tweet to lebron right is what it's like on par oh, with the follow, yeah. smoothie tweet it's like yeah, i'm your uh i'm like ex's cousin yeah, follow yeah. Back. Follow back. <laughs> i love that he hasn't deleted though i know uh, i can't believe we just appreciated a celtic i feel dirty i know but it's deserved yeah okay let's back to but back to Giannis. any other Giannis yeah but takes? no the latter gate oh stupid. yeah yeah ridiculously I mean, like, stupid. also i i have not ever at any point in this felt the need to log on and like fight people for Giannis's sake what he did was dumb i mean it was the wrong yeah. thing let me be clear he lost he lost his temper he's frustrated obviously by the way he's playing by the way the team's playing yeah and and to be clear like doing that to arena workers is yeah wrong. it's not right it's not a wrong thing to do but it's not he's human we yeah but also trez, trez literally taking his ball and going home is yeah. really bad like you're you're a grown-ass man you're not a child i'm just not shocked that trez is annoying oh no that was his not. biggest contribution to the sixer season that's the most noteworthy nba thing that might be the most noteworthy NBA thing he ever does. And this so man won sixth man of the year. <laughs> enjoy the moment, Trez. Yeah, the award everyone really cares about a lot. He shouldn't have. Did he get it co or did they give it right to him? I th- it went right to him, I think. That's ridiculous. Literally all of his shots are because of Lou Williams. Who should have won it? <laughs> yes. Uh, did he win? I gotta look it up now. The Chaz, uh, maybe he did get one. Again, the least important. Sorry, Lou Williams and uh, Jordan Crawford or Jamal Crawford. The least important. Sorry to Jordan award. Crawford too. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably up for it one or two years. He it's, won it in twenty twenty. Yeah. It, uh, congrats on Lou's trophy. 
He probably didn't have room for any more. He said, stop giving them to me. Montrez. Yeah. Good old Trez. I would love to see Giannis dunk on him in a game, but unfortunately their minutes probably won't overlap because Giannis doesn't usually play garbage time. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we get to see T. Oh, my God. Next time, garbage time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. T. Bud's going to be like... Do I do this? <laughs> do, do, do I do this? No, TA is going to put himself in if he sees Chess check in. He's going to Bud's like, going to be like, no, yeah. Bud's going to see Trez check in. He's going to immediately his eyes are going to go TA. TA is just going to give him like a yeah, <laughs> like a nod, and then just go and wreck shit. Imagine, <laughs> imagine Trez because because Doc Rivers. Imagine Trez checks in in like the first quarter, and TA just like runs into the game. Giannis, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we didn't even talk about, we didn't even talk about, like I mentioned Bobby Portis as another enforcer. He was talking to Embiid after the game because Embiid oh, had yeah. a flagrant foul yeah. against Giannis. He just body checked. Too. Well, he he body checked him and then flopped. Elbow into ribs, basically. Yeah. A full speed Giannis. I love that Bobby just was not buying it. Yeah. Embiid like I know, coach. I know Embiid and Giannis are friendly off the court and stuff. Like, yeah, maybe yada, they yada. were. Yeah, but also like like you could see Embiid like trying to plead with Bobby like I promise you I promise you it wasn't Bobby look, was look like, at the no. tape look at what you did yeah there's like shout out Nikias there's film of what you did yeah like yeah yeah I was an annoying should have, should have been game. ejected annoying that was such an game. annoying game it's always it's always Philly Milwaukee these teams need to have a playoff series at some point Sixers are either losing to the Hawks or the Raptors in the first round that's just what's going to happen. Oh my God, that actually might happen. That is what's going. That's always what happens every single year. Wow, six years. It would be great to see these teams play in the playoffs. It would be great to watch Brooke Lopez shove Joel Embiid in a little box for I was going to say seven for five games of a series because he owns him. He owns that matchup. He continues to own that matchup. They don't call flops the same in the playoffs. What Embiid is doing in this MVP race of just falling over fifty-five times a game on ethical basketball. Unethical basketball. He scored 30. I think he made like six shots. Six. The game after the Bucks game. Yep. Which they lost. He's a foul. Good. He's a foul merchant. And it's sad because he's a good player. But he's he's such a good player. Like if you just tone that down, you'd be so much more likable. Let me me pull up that box score. Yeah, they lost to the Wolves, which congratulations, Philly. I know they're hurt, but so are the Bucks. Uh, he had 32 points on six of 15 shooting because yeah. he was 18 of 20. At the shout, actually, line. shout out to Brooke who only let him get to the line eight times because the, the Bucks, Bucks don't foul. Yeah, he actually he actually made a shot. So shout out to Joel in the Bucks game. But I know that's what I'm saying. Like play normal basketball and you'll be infinitely more likable. Also, the defense the defensive coverage in that game was sick. They kept doubling yeah. him. Why? He was nine for 22 at one point. And they're sending doubles, and guys are just getting point blank layups and wide open threes. I did Bud, who so rarely adjusts in game like this in a regular season. I didn't understand it at all. That one was a little. That one was a little confusing to me. We gave him a downside for it. I deserved it. Yeah, because Joel, like, even though he's not like known for his passing acumen, he's not Magic Johnson out here. He's still seven. Seven one something like that. You can see you can see over you can see over a Javon Carter double. That's if you're gonna double, honestly, send Giannis. Like make it hard. Yeah, I mean, do, sending, do a do a Giannis Brook Giannis Bobby Brook Bobby. Maybe not Brook Bobby, but uh, maybe Brook Bobby. That's a foul. Bob Bobby running a double. That's an instant foul. 
The, the issue well, like was send, that, send tall guys. Yeah. Well, and also don't double him while he's facing up. I mean, if you double him while he's actually in the post, it works a lot better. He was like at the top of the key, could see the whole floor. And then Javon or Drew is running over. It was so easy for him to just be like, oh, okay, I'll just pass to the guy you're running away from who I'm looking at. Pretty yeah. dumb. Pretty frustrating. I think that, I, to be fair, I think they were betting on maybe Javon or Drew could go take the ball quickly. Like, it has to be a quick thing, but they, they just, just did it they, poorly. It wasn't, it wasn't executed well no. for, it, for it to be justified. And also, again, Brooke, Brooke had it. Nine for 22, Embiid was in the fourth quarter. And then I think he got some more buckets after that. But it's like, just, just let Brooke play. That's the whole, the whole thing this season. It's just let Brooke do the damn thing. And he was doing it. And alas... Stuffed him twice on the same possession? Oh my goodness. Like, I, this is why I'm very confident in the Philly matchup. One, because Philly's unethical and yep. foul merchants, and that doesn't yep. hold up in the playoffs, nope. as evidenced by Philly in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but also because of Brooke Lopez. Yep. Because he's just been, he's been insanely dominant defensively this season. Like we mentioned earlier, in pole position for Defensive Player of the Year. It's it's as as long as he's healthy. Knock on wood. That is a that is a good piece. To, is he the best Embiid defender in the league? It's got to be up there with the the like, combo of like technique, size, strength, patience. The only yeah, way Embiid was no, consistently he, he, scoring yeah, he, was jumpers. That's all that he had against Brook. And that's something you'll live with with Embiid. Oh, yeah. you'd rather we'd rather him shoot jumpers than. Uh, like bully people in the post yeah 100 percent. where you can like ease more easily get to the foul line and just dominate on the inside but also the yeah. rebounding philly is a weirdly bad rebounding team the bucks were taking advantage of that early too because Embiid Embiid's taking all his shots from so far away yeah yeah like you're not able to get extra possessions which is killer like if you if you don't win the possession battle against this bucks team it's tough to beat them yeah um so yeah, I think I think Brooks. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like maybe it's not Andre Drummond. I know that. <laughs> when they're on the same team, maybe it is. Oh my goodness, that was hilarious. I for for Philly trying to pair Embiid with like Andre Drummond, Al Horford is always so. Trez fun. now. Trez now, but I think, Trez have, play. I think they have played together early this year. I think Doc even had to go away from it. That you know you know it's really bad when Doc has to avoid it. Um, but yeah. yeah, like I'm trying, I'm trying to think like maybe a Zubats type, maybe like a Jakob Pertl type. Like I know Aiden. he's dominated, but he, yeah, Aiden theoretically. Yeah, uh, there's just not as big of a sample size. Yeah, um, obviously the same with Zubats and Pertl too. But I'm just trying to think, especially in the East, might be too little. He is a little too little. He, he's Embiid, a little short. Embiid's feasted, Embiid's feasted on that matchup in the past. Yeah. Um, in the East, like Al Horford, maybe. <laughs> Not I, wonder, this year. I, wonder, I wonder how Turner does against them. All right. Yeah. He's just big. Yeah, like a lot of the defensive acumen with Miles Turner is the fact that he's bigger than most guys, but he's not yeah. bigger than Embiid. Yeah, that's true. Uh, on the Bucks front, is there any players you want to bounce around to before we wrap here? Let's talk Drew a little bit. Yeah. Because we saw him come back in that silly game, uh, a revenge game opportunity for uh for Drew Holiday, I keep his, forgetting. It's so his only All Star was there, right? Yes, we yes, got. I mean, it's probably this isn't the year, but we got to fix that one of yeah, these. I years. saw I saw this fun stat. I I forget who tweeted it. I I apologize. 
But uh, if Brooke Lopez were to be an all-star this year, which might happen. Should happen. I'm all – Should happen. been the second best buck this year. It should happen. Uh, it would be the longest uh, run between all-star appearances because he hadn't made an all-star team since 2013, so 10 years it would be. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. And it could be the same for Drew Holiday because those two were on the same Eastern Conference oh, wow. all-star team together. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it could be the same for both of them. I think Drew's going to have a tough time getting Drew's, in right Drew's now. Not, Drew's not making it, unfortunately. Unless he goes on a tear. Yeah. He's not getting in. The guards Brooke, in that, the East. What a fun story that would be if Brooke oh, Lopez, yeah. 10 years later, is an all-star. After missing 67, 65 games, whatever it is, due to a back injury at his age. What a story that would be. There's only, I think that cements his Hall of Fame legacy. Is it only? It's only front court, back court for the bench. I think, right? They don't need and a then, certain amount of centers. Yeah. No. Even even starters. The only time center comes into play is all NBA. Oh, you're right. I had it backwards. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully they put him in. There's obviously some good forwards in the East. Giannis, KD, Tatum. I don't yeah. know how they classify Brown, but he's probably a forward as well. He's been a. He's been. He's been both in the past. I think. But I mean, there's there's a lot of good guards too. I mean, the Hawks have two guys that may both go. The Raptors, Siakam's going as a forward. The Cavs, yeah, the Cavs have Mitchell's going to be one for sure. Yeah, I think. I, I, oh yeah, so yeah, I think Drew's path is a lot harder. Mitchell like, might be an MVP candidate. Speaking yeah. of which, if you guys haven't checked out the Chase Town podcast that oh, I yeah. Had, uh, yeah. guessed it on. Make sure you check that out. I feel like right now Tatum or Luca, but I think Luca's case is going to continue to go down as they don't win games. Uh, did you see? There's a rumor that the Mavs are going to try to trade for Zach Levine. I saw after he just got benched by the Bulls because he stunk it up too bad. That's the guy you're desperate to go get, really. Yeah. All right. You know who else is a pretty good guard, shot maker, creator? Jalen Brunson. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, does he is he a former Villanova player? <laughs> Who you had on your team and could have just paid a lot of money to and you chose not to. They're also yeah. in on John Collins, I heard. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> why, why, why do the Hawks want to trade him so bad? Because it's just... I don't know. I don't get it. They're good. I, 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 I love the... I, I saw this meme. It was like uh, John Collins and Miles Turner were trade deadline. It's like the who want me, but it's like the no 100%. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty wild to me. I feel like they're pretty good every year. Seems like he's a good player. Gets a little better every year. And they're just like, no. 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 Like, we're good. We want to go There must small. be something. There must be something. It's got to be it. something. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I, this all started because I said I wanted to mention Drew Holiday. Yeah. Um, rough first a lot game of it, back. Yeah. Rough first game back. But we should say it was his first game back. So, we have yeah. to take that into consideration. Yeah. Uh, after missing how many games did he miss? Four games? Yeah. He hadn't played since November 7th against Atlanta, where he had that ankle sprain. Um, came back, played 23 minutes off the bench. <laughs> I mean, he had some good moments. He had a couple classic, just like bad passes. The defense Great. No, was he, he, also had some, he also had some really good passes. Yeah, I, I think. Like he, the, he immediately got trapped off a pick and roll. And as soon as he saw the trap coming, he darted a pass to a wide open Brook Lopez. I was like, ooh. That's a vintage Drew Holiday pass right there. Yeah, we missed that. We we missed those. I think and like just the again, some classic like trying to do too much shot making. I really hope 
that he and Giannis both move the ball a lot better against Portland. And hopefully Pat being back will help encourage that more. Hopefully Pat is back. And that Revenge will encourage game. that. Yeah. Revenge game for Pat. Although he only says nice things about his time in Portland. But yeah, they let him go. Because he only they? says nice things in general when it comes to NBA. Businessman. Businessman. Um, but I, I do – I will say what I got excited about, even with the up and down Drew game, was – 48 minutes of Javon Carter and Drew Holiday and like a lot of minutes of both of them. I, I think it's going to be great. And I'm at this point now with Javon where I'm just in. His season averages, he's up to 9.3 points, 42% from the field, 38% from three, 83% from free throw, 2.5 boards, 3.6 assists, which is third on the Bucks. Only Drew and Giannis more per game. We know what the defense is like. But I, I think on both ends, like being able to stagger those two, now you're getting like a guard who is able to penetrate into the defense. We talked about how Drew does this all the time. Javon, some nights it's tough for him. Some nights he's really good at it. But he's also had to be like the number one guard doing that. Like it was him and Giannis or just him for these last four four games, you said, like last couple of weeks basically. Now him being the second guy against the starters. And then when Drew sits, which typically is like either late in the first quarter, something like that. Then you can bring Javon back or just have him in and then have him move the ball for the rest of these bench players. And you get suffocating guard point of attack defense for the whole game with those two staggered. I'm really excited about having both of them again. And it kind of makes you – I feel like we were a little mystified early. Like, oh, my God, Drew and Javon, that's the starters. I really see the vision now after not having Drew. And after getting after Javon got the chance to really show out, I hope he continues to shoot like he did when those guys weren't healthy. At least not that much, but with that confidence. But yeah, I'm I'm all down. I love that pairing now. I'm all in. It 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 works. It's the best defensive backcourt in the NBA by a country mile. It's just it's suffocating defense, but you also get shot making and playmaking. Like sure, it's not like elite shot making and playmaking. It's not like it's Trey Young out there. Yeah, but you're getting consistent, solid two way play out of your in both members of your backcourt, which. No other team can really say like you could say Donovan Mitchell's really been he's been he's been doing really well in the defensive end, but Darius Garland, <laughs> yeah, like he he's also there. <laughs> you, you, Matt Barnes floated the Kings as a potential option with Davion Mitchell and Fox if he continues to prove improve on the defensive end. That's a big if, but yeah, we'll see. Yes, but like. De'Aaron Fox on the defensive end is not going. He's not going to reach either Drew or Javon's level. No, maybe the Celtics. Marcus I mean, Smart and I guess Jalen would be there too. Yeah, maybe if you have like Brogdon starting too. Yeah, I mean Derek Which White. Of, if they started Derek are, White, then Derek. Uh, I'm out on Derek White. Oh, okay. I'm a little bit. I'm a little out. I'm a little out. Yeah, I think it's, he's just it's wild. It's wild to see how much better of an option Malcolm Brogdon is than Derek White, and that's like not a slight on Malcolm Brogdon. Like we know he's a good player, but it's like, oh, you're infinitely better than Derek White. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I regardless, it's it's just a monster defensive backcourt for a team that prides themselves and is built to win based on their defense. And that's why they're 11 and 4. Make no mistake it's, it's, about it. Yeah, that is the, it's de- it's 100% not the offense. If it was just on the offense like you mentioned, they'd be a lottery team. They would be they wouldn't be in the Wembenyama sweepstakes. The Pelicans would be again. Uh they'd have two bites of the apple. Oh yeah, I didn't even re- Oh, yeesh. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, it's uh, if the Bucks pick doesn't work, we got the Lakers pick. You know? <laughs> um, Lakers, uh, 3-0 and without LeBron these last couple of games. Oh, I uh, love Le- this. LeBron to Milwaukee comes soon. Oh, no, this pick actually goes to Houston. Oh, is this the Houston one? Yeah, this is P.J. Tucker. Houston is the Bucks pick this year. Oh, okay. So this okay. is one my, of the years. My apologies. My this apologies. is it's every other year. This year they don't have a pick. Next year is probably another swap with the Pellas. Yeah, but you still have a pick. Cool. Yeah, yeah. They'll they have a, they'll have a pick to use at least every other year. Yeah, which is part of the stepping rule. <laughs> exactly. But no, uh, I think there is a there is a misconception that they just have like no picks. They'll have a pick. It'll just not yeah, be a it, very you good just, pick. You can't you can't trade the picks. Yeah. They can trade because 29, of, that's it. Because of the swap rights. But you'll still have a first-round pick. Yes. Which you can like, use on a player like Mojan Bochamp. Which is honestly, I think, better. Because <laughs> yeah, it's I like think it you, is can't, good. you can't trade the pick, so you have to take a player. <laughs> well, and it, well, it's also it's good because – and you can trade I mean, you them can, right you, after. Yeah, yes. yeah. But it's good because this new era of trading for stars, pretty much the price is like whatever you can give. So, I mean, I think like the Bucks, like the haul you give up for Drew Holiday, it's clearly was worth it already a hundred times over because they won a championship. So who cares, right? But like the fact that you couldn't add more picks, it's like it's a good rule for the team's buying stars because you still get to draft every other year. Plus you get the player you traded for. It's like, oh, that worked out. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. But like regardless, like the Bucks are not – they're not winning based on their offense. They're built and winning based on their defense. And I'm just, I'm all the way in. I'm all the way in on Javon Carter. He should be the starter for the rest of the season and the playoffs. Yeah, I totally agree. Unless like me, like even if you get boss man 9-9. No, I think boss man's a bench player here. Yeah. I, I the start, the potential starting five. Let's say boss man trade happens. Drew, Javon, Chris, Giannis, Brooke, Pat, Bobby, Bossman, and then Marjon, George Hill. Maybe George Hill's in the trade. Maybe Marjon. Maybe Wara. Like, but that top eight to nine is like really tight. Like, woo. you got you got you got Serge Ibaka still. Back. Who's been? Who's been? Good year. Decent. Good year. Like I can't complain about. It. Did you see uh, last night? He tweeted that Drew Holiday is going to be the next uh, guest on. Oh Hunter. wow! Is, is he just going? Is he going to go team to team just to get everyone on his show? Is that the new? Plan? Yeah, I mean, like uh, I still haven't watched the Giannis. I haven't either. I should today, but he's I, he's doing what they're asking, and yeah, he's, he's definitely gotten better from the first. He has not forgotten to dribble a basketball in quite some time. That was so. It was good. It was good. Uh, but no, he's been he's been good. We know uh, our friend Jordan Tresky uh, has been has been all in on Surge. Yep, the Grammy uh, nominated. Did we confirm that? No, we did not. Uh, <laughs> we I did not confirm that. Uh, I'm sure it's a very nice album. Yeah, but uh, it's called Art. <laughs> which you is just so you good. said that like like what you'd say about a kid's fridge art. I'm sure it's a very nice album. <laughs> I've listened to it. It's good. Oh, okay. uh, I have not listened to it. It's, Sorry, uh, Serge. It has a Bill Clinton feature. I yeah. Does he rap? No, he plays saxophone. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I listened to it like imagining like, oh my god, am I gonna get Bill Clinton yeah, like some singing? Bars? And I was like, then no, I didn't. I was like, um, oh, this makes sense. Yeah, that does make more <laughs> sense. 
but yeah, Surge has been solid. Like that's it's it's a it's the deep team that we've been talking about all season, like all year long, the last like this past off season. Like even even if you don't make a trade, I know who I forgot to say. Ingles, hopefully, yes. There's yes. Ingles as well. Ingles, he's he's just found money. The Bucks are super high. Yeah, I agree. That's how we have to look at him. Is like if he can play, it's great. If not, they'll be fine. I think. But the Bucks seem like they're very high on him. We'll see. We we shall see. Uh, maybe like we said, they're targeting January. We'll see if that actually sticks or not. Uh, maybe they trade him as a trade deadline acquisition. Um, but we we know we know Trader John is going to be uh, he's going to be active regardless. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe with boss man. Yeah, maybe we'll be doing an emergency pod on Turkey Day. We'll see. Uh, the, man, um, it'd, be, it'd be strange to see trade this early, though. It, well, I it's, mean, it's I mean, we've situation. seen it. We've seen it in the. We've seen it in the past. When was the George Hill trade? Like the first George Hill trade? Mm, yeah, I think I think it was a little later than this, but I could be wrong. It was here. Let me look it up. You keep talking. Real quick, the pick situation. It is this year to Houston. Next year is a swap with Pelicans. 25, the Pelicans then made another trade, but it'll either go out unprotected to New Orleans or New York. Then the 20, 26 pick is another swap. So the Bucks will get either their pick or the Pelicans pick if it's wor- better, you know, worse. Um, and then 27, they owe outright to New Orleans. And then they're, that's it for first. So they can't trade 28 because they traded 27, but they could do a swap of 28 and they could trade 29 outright. Okay, and the the first George Hill trade was December seventh. So not that far, a couple weeks. Yeah, like two weeks, something like that. Yeah, just wild. I can't believe this year is almost over. I know. It is two weeks from Wednesday, December seventh. Um, but yeah, maybe we do see a trade uh, this early. I I my guess is we don't see one until Jordan Morris trade eligible. I'm hearing a lot of smoke, man. Yeah, there there is a lot of there's, there's a, a lot, lot of smoke. There's a lot. I, I think if the third team comes into comes into a clear picture, I think this thing could happen today. I it really could happen, do. Yeah, any any day it could happen. Yeah, it'll be sad if George Hill gets traded again and they go and win it, but I'll get over it. <laughs> I feel so bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, they tried I mean, maybe, last year. Yeah. They really tried. They let him. They let him do his thing. Didn't go well. Maybe he gets a ring because he. Yeah, I mean, he probably could, would get. He yeah. probably would get a ring because he played. Like this, the time the Bucks won the title, he was traded in the off season, so obviously yeah. he wasn't going to get a ring. That's a good but, point. Uh, he w- he would still get a ring. Yeah. I'm sure the 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 Bucks. I know they gave every single employee for the team a ring, so they would obviously give Axel Tupon's ring. Getting was just so. Him be, him I'll never forget. Was he first? I think he to was. Get it? I think he was. I think he was first. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just did we need to see when D. Kite got his ring? Oh yeah, yeah. Still needs to score twenty in a game. I, I'm sure it'll happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, G League doesn't count, right? <laughs> no, it does not. It does not. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, do we have any other players we need to talk about here? I don't think so. We'll 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 have to get more to more hopefully deep in the weeds with everyone like we normally do. But there was just felt like some big stuff culminating this week. Not culminating, but really just like splashing this week that we just had to touch on. So really hope the next pod is like let's talk about how awesome all the Bucks players are again. Hopefully we got yeah. Let's talk about how yeah how Pat looks great. How Chris is maybe back. Yeah. 
hopefully we've gone optimism. We've gone uneven, like doom and gloom. Yeah. Hopefully we go back to optimism. Uh, next I'm ready. Week. But, but, but Ty, you have something you need to tell people. I do. So we are having a super secret podcast giveaway. So Rohan and I attended the herd draft party and won a signed ball by I think two years ago's herd team. Still trying to confirm all the autographs on this thing, but it's got very talk cool. on there. I guess I could grab. It's kind of far away. I'll, I'll show it on the next pod. It's a Spalding G, official G League ball. It's got Tuck, some other some other names on there, and we want to give it away to a listener. But we want to do this so sometimes people blast these things out on social media. We're not going to do that. It's real listeners only can get in. You do have to be in the GSPN Discord, which we've removed the form entry. Now, if you go to gspn.info, click Discord access, it'll pretty much let you right in. If you've never been on Discord, it's free. It's pretty easy to set up. It's like a lot like Slack, honestly. It's uh, it's not too it's be- difficult. It's better than Slack. It's much better than Slack. It's way sure. better than Slack. Yeah. <laughs> We've had some bad experiences yeah. with Slack. Yeah, we have. Um, but get, get in the Discord, and we're going to be making a channel in there. should be up by the time you hear this. I don't know. Maybe just give away. You'll figure out what it's called. But we just want you to go drop in either a favorite moment or something you really like about any GSPN podcast. It can be Eurostep, winning six, cruising for a bruising. Speaking of winning six, I got my purple Ooh, merch. Oh, there Looks we great. go. Oh, wrong side. It Looks does great. look great. Check um, out the YouTube as well. Yeah, fit, fits well. Uh, GSPN store for more of that. But um, drop in anything, any of your favorite moment or part about any of the GSPN pods or all of them or playbacks, whatever. We're not going to be super, super picky about this. But you just have to enter that in the channel and then a couple weeks from now, two-ish, maybe a little more weeks from now, we will pick, we'll put them all in a random number thing, pick a winner, and then we will ship you this cool herd signed basketball. So yeah. that's pretty exciting. Yeah, we felt we felt uh, bad for winning it. <laughs> so we're just going to talk for a minute. Gonna... I'm grabbing the ball. Oh, yeah. So uh, it, it's it's a great opportunity for us to get you guys uh, involved. Also, we, we love having new people in the Discord. Uh, it's a great time. We, we've gotten a flurry of new members recently as Twitter continues to do Twitter things. But, uh, yeah, and Ty showing off the ball, official NBA Spalding ball. They got Adam uh, Silver on here. Oh, they don't have G League balls? I thought no, it was G League. No, it is NBA. You're right. Yeah, it's an NBA ball. Oh, I mean, cool. they use the same ball. At NBA, in case you couldn't, couldn't figure out who the NBA is. They put their Twitter ad on here, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun piece of herd memorabilia. It's uh it's probably it's the best thing they gave away that day. Property so, of herd, yeah, and it's could be the property of you. That's right. I'm pretty sure this is uh, Ray John up there. That's got to yes, be that one. Yeah. Is. That one's There's a lot of other that are just kind of squiggles, but the numbers are on here, so you can do some deduction. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll do some work as well. Yeah, we will too. But yeah, give uh, this guy away. Yeah. Uh, if you want to win that, like Ty mentioned, uh, put your favorite memory in that show. Can you palm a basketball time? No. Hell Let's no. add. Okay. No. <laughs> I can do like kind of side. Oh, see. No, we lost it. Uh, but yeah, you could win that basketball. So make sure you check that out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think we're all done here officially. So we'll say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on GSPN and Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy it. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this, watching this, YouTube uh, uh, or your podcast platform of choice. Get in the Discord, like Ty mentioned. All our links are at gspn.info, Buck Stock Market, all the podcast links, the store, the Substack, the playback. Uh, it's, it's all there. 
playbacks are a ton of fun. Make sure you make sure you hop yes. in whenever we do those. Uh, and if you get in the Discord, you'll be notified when we're doing playbacks. Yep. Uh, so that's just it's it's such a fun time all around. You can hear me absolutely uh, just <laughs> just just Did get every single up? call. Get every single call wrong. The clip that Jordan tweeted oh, the other day was all an all timer. That one was an all timer, but it's it's so much fun. Can't wait to have you join us. Uh, pod random, and we will talk to you next time.